Happy and blessed Lent, everyone. Even though this holy season of Lent is a penitential time, it's not one that should be lacking in happiness and joy. Uh, Jesus says, don't look sad, don't look gloomy like the Pharisees, like the the hypocrites, right? So they could, like exteriorly on a superficial level, show people that they're fasting. No, when you do something out of love for someone you love, right? It's a, it's a good, it's a joy, it's a joy to do that. And one of the happy memories that I have uh, during the Lenten time was when I was in seminary and that always, uh, I, I cherish these memories. It always makes me chuckle. And it was with, you know, my close group of friends. There are five of us. And we would always gather uh, Friday at midnight to, to have a feast, to, to have a, a late night steak meal. It was after, after a long week, um, you know, that's when we would gather and, and enjoy each other's companies and catch up and there'd be uh, tons of laughs. And of course, um, at that time, everybody in the seminary was sleeping, you know, including the professors and um, priests uh, on the faculty. And yeah, in the student kitchen is when we would, we would have our steak, um, it's like our midnight steak club. You know, we weren't you know, breaking any seminary rules or um, any church rules. But it, it was just like a, something exciting to do. And yeah, again, just like a happy time for us. So yeah, we must not be sad and gloomy. Um, and especially, especially during Sundays. Sundays, it's not a time of fasting. Right? It's sun, every Sunday, even during Lent, is like a mini Easter. Like, so rejoicing in the Lord, it must be our strength. On my homily, uh, my homily on Ash Wednesday, I, I presented a metaphor, an image, and I asked, and I asked people to, to kind of pray with this image. And it's a metaphor of cleaning, of ordering, sanitizing, are messy and disorganized rooms during Lent. And how Lent, in, in a similar way, Lent could be seen as a time of cleaning, ordering, purifying our hearts and souls. So, you know, this was, this was my homily, this is what I, uh, my recommendation. And of course, it, I also did it myself because you know, if I say, if I suggest, recommend that we do something and I don't do it myself, uh, there, there's no like, there's no like, power behind those words of preaching. So this, is, this image is, is what I've been praying on in the past few days. And, and I realized something, I realized something. Like when we're cleaning our messy rooms, not to do it on your own, but open the door. Invite Jesus to enter 
and to clean with you. First of all, on a practical level, I think instead of like doing a chore, cleaning by yourself, if you have uh, someone else doing it with you, it makes it seem easier. And that's especially the case with Jesus. You know, there are some things that we can clean like I'm so following along with this and uh, this metaphor, there are some things we can clean, but there are some things we can't, such as like deep carpet stains. You know, we need to call a professional carpet cleaner for that. And who's going to do that? You know, Jesus is he too busy? Is he too important to? Is that below his dignity to get on the floor and to clean a deep carpet stain in my room? What do you think? No way. Absolutely not. And he showed us the depth of his love and humility when he got on his knees and washed the disciples' feet. You know, in those times, washing someone's feet, it was a task that even slaves were not asked to do. It was seen as below their dignity. Oh, what love the Savior has for us. Jesus came down all the way down from heaven to show us the depth of God's love. Let's experience his merciful love in a real concrete way this Lent by making a good examination of conscience and going to confession. You know, because he's waiting for you in the confessional, especially If it's been a long time, if it's been over a year, he's waiting for you. Now, don't be afraid. Lent is a time to enter into the desert, just as Jesus did. When we retreat into the desert, the noise and distractions of daily life fades away, and our ears become more attentive to the voice of God. The desert is a place conducive to prayer. And the desert is a place where we could draw close to God and grow in faith, hope, and love. The desert is the privileged place where we can grow in our relationship with our loving God. But the desert is also a challenging place. It's a place of temptations. And Jesus was no exception to this. However, Jesus is not like the first Adam who disobeys God and brings death and condemnation for humanity. Jesus is the new Adam who obeys the Father and restores life and brings mercy and forgiveness for humanity. In the end, we know that Christ triumphs over Satan. He doesn't fall for his empty promises Jesus' triumph in the desert is much more than a personal victory. It's also a win for us, the people of God. What do I mean by this? You know, we see that Jesus overcomes the devil's temptations with his human will. You know, because he could have easily vanquished the devil with his divine power. With his, he is God after all. He's all powerful. But he purposely chose to face the trials 
in a human way so as to be in full solidarity with us, to be one with us. Jesus never ceased to be the Son of God, and yet he won the battle over Satan as a man. And this is great news for us. Jesus gives us an example to follow in order that we may succeed and overcome temptation just as he did. It's interesting to note that Jesus is tempted three times by the devil, and all three times Jesus resisted the temptations by quoting Scripture. The Bible is not only a book of answers, but also a powerful weapon against evil. So do we have the Bible in our arsenal, our tool belt, to resist, to fight off the temptations of the devil? An appreciation and understanding of sacred scripture is crucial for us if we hope to have a fighting chance against the devil. I strongly encourage all of us to be deeply biblical Catholics who not only pray with scripture, but seek to understand it as well. Reading and studying the Bible, it's one of the best ways to learn about Jesus. Because it's so easy to have a false and incomplete understanding of who Jesus is. It's so easy to pick and choose, like which of his teachings that I like and I agree with. It's so, so easy to forget about all the times when he challenged people, when he called people to repent, to turn away from sin. The more we learn about Jesus and who he is, what his mission is, what he taught, what he's done, what he will do, the more we can authentically love and follow him. Here's the final point. In the desert, Satan tempted Jesus to turn stones into what? Bread. Jesus resisted. He didn't fall for that trap, even though he was hungry, because it wasn't time for Christ to perform that miracle. There would be a much greater miracle three years later during the Last Supper when he would turn bread into the Eucharist, not to satisfy his own hunger, but so that he could nourish his beloved disciples for all generations. Dear friends, this Lent, let's enter into the desert with Christ with greater trust and love. He won't let us grow hungry. We know he won't because he's about to feed us with his body.